Big Sky, Big Potential. In association with Mills and Reeve, this is Eastern Promise. Achieving more together. Earlier this year, Eastern Promise convened two expert panels to consider how the Norfolk Brex can support the growth of Cambridge. The push for laboratory space in Cambridge has brought forward some controversial applications in the city, such as converting the Grafton Complex and the Beehive Centre. And so, I wanted to explore whether other parts of our region can offer alternative solutions. Not by providing laboratory space outside Cambridge, after all, cluster's gonna cluster, but by accommodating those businesses making way for lab space whilst keeping them within easy reach of Cambridge, with plentiful land, direct rail and road connections, and separated from Cambridgeshire by just a sliver of Suffolk, the Norfolk Brex is an excellent place to start. And so, having looked already at the strategic opportunities afforded by the growth of Cambridge, this time we're laser-focused on commercial and industrial space in the Brex. Paul Downing, director of Snetterton Business Park, invited Eastern Promise to visit the park and record the next instalments of our podcast series there. Could we say no? We could not. In this first panel, we look at the specific opportunities at Snetterton and the views of its flagship tenant, Those of you who have listened to the first two parts of our little sub-mini-series on how the, the, the Brex, the Norfolk Brex, can support the growth of Cambridge will be delighted to join us again, I'm sure, to investigate Snetterton Business Park, which is absolutely just off the A11. And I'm delighted to have this fantastic panel here to discuss both Snetterton Business Park and the wider commercial benefits that uh, companies, not just in Cambridge, but all across the country, all across the globe, can 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 reap in this this fantastic region. I'm going to start by asking one of our first guests, Andrew Holdsworth of Breckland Council, to tell us briefly what he does for that fine institution. And then, Andrew, could you describe to us uh, your your remit, perhaps, and Breckland's approach to economic development and sites such as this, big commercial business parks. So uh, my name's Andrew Holdsworth. I'm one of the assistant directors at Breckland District Council. I guess for us, economic development's a really important part of the role of a district council. Creating more jobs, more sustainable jobs locally is one of our key priorities. And the place where we find ourselves sitting here today is really, really important in that context. So in the kind of slightly wider boundaries of where we sit, the the, the kind of widest Nettleton area is one of the largest standalone employment sites in Norfolk, if, if not the largest. So got about 40 hectares of developed land already, a further 50 allocated through the planning process and significant expansion potential on top of that, maybe another 75 hectares. So one of the things I think is really important to impress is that the scale of opportunity here is is immense and, and the ways that could be leveraged and the ways that could be developed are, are really, really exciting. It is incredibly important to, to the district. So at the moment we're, we're a net exporter of labour, so there are more people who go and work 
outside of our, our borders than we'd necessarily like and we'd want to see more and more employment growth created locally. It's also where we sit strategically incredibly important. So there are about 10,000 homes that are being built um, just around us, either at the urban extension at Attleborough or just further down the A11, um, the urban extension at Thetford. So creating more employment opportunities for residents who are coming and moving in here is really important. And it also helps, we think, as part of the offer for investors and people looking to move into the district. Um, I guess we'll talk a little bit more about what, what this site offers and what it could offer in the future. But for us, it's brilliant to see it home to loads of really exciting brands. I know we'll, we'll talk a bit more about Equipmake and what they do, but we've got the likes of Hitachi, Sharp, Nature's Menu, Kettle Foods, Fairfax and Favour. So there's lots of exciting big name stuff happening here, but lots of exciting smaller businesses as well. And for us, one of the reasons Snesson is so important, it is a, a, a really big, important commercial centre, but there's also a really important leisure offer here as well. We've got the Snesson Circuit just over the road from where we are sitting and lots more potential development in that space as well. So Snetterton sits at the heart of, of our uh, economic strategy at the moment. Paul Downing, you are our next guest on the panel. Could you explain to us what your, your role is here at the business park and just tell us about uh, about the part, the facilities here more than perhaps in, in more, slightly more detail. Thank you, Mike. Um, Paul Downing, Director, Sneston Park. So we purchased the site probably five or six years ago now, former Sunday market, and, and spent the last five years refurbishing the existing buildings and seeking occupiers for them and building new units, bespoke units for people such as Plandersil, Hitachi, Sharp, uh, to name just a few, and um, Equipmake, who are here today as well, purpose-built facility. So our vision is to develop this entire site. It's a 65-acre site. We currently have developed about 25 acres of it, so there's, a, there's another 40 acres to go at. Um, and we share the vision with Breckland Council of, of making this destination an economic growth um, and development area, uh, and that's something we're very passionate about. Uh, one of the reasons I, I, I sort of w was really pleased to get you to the first part of our conversation on these issues and why I'm really, really pleased to be here today is that people will have seen in the news and various things and, 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 and it, it's not the be all and end all. There are other sites and the level of investment, the level of government interest to Cambridge, which is very close at hand in relative terms. It's about a 40 minute drive. There's rail, direct rail options are not, not too far from where we're sitting now. And there are going to be people in Cambridge because of the drive for lab space who I think are going to be quite interested in selling up to, to cash in on that, that push for labs. I and mean, all sorts of places, uh, listeners in Cambridge will know the Beehive Centre, uh, which is a little sort of shopping complex. That's going to have, have a, a laboratory add-on conversion. Uh, the Grafton Centre, the same, uh, another shopping complex that's going for labs. People are, uh, can be looking for where they are, can relocate. And I think... Just as, a, as an outsider, this, this, this has got to be really strongly in the mix. So what, what kind of tenants are you, are you looking to provide for in the future? Or are you kind of really open to whoever, whoever, whomever knocks on your door? I, th I think there's four key landowners at Snethston, and we're one of them. I think our site lends itself to sort of more hybrid space, so a mix of office and warehousing. But, you know, you've got a logistics centre here, a very well-known logistics centre, We've also got over the other side of the road um, large-scale manufacturing. So the, I think Snethston Heath as an area lends itself really well to a, a range of businesses. Us, per, you know, we'd like to see on our park 
as I say, the more hybrid style units. And we, we deliver a bespoke unit, so every occupier gets an opportunity to have some input into the layout design of their premises so that it's something that they, they sort of buy into at an early stage um, and hopefully want to stay here long term. I'm going to come to, to James in just a second, but f before we do, Andrew, in terms of Breckland's local plans, uh, are you, is it still emerging, your, your local plan, or is it, has it emerged in, the, in its, all its glory? The nature of planning is constantly emerging. So we have an adopted local plan, which commits significant lands for employment, but we're also in the process of updating our local plan. And through that, we've seen a number of additional sites be put forward in this area. So obviously, there's still a, an important plan-making process going through, but mm -hmm. this is currently very important to us and in, in all likelihood will continue to be at least, if not more important, in a, in a planning sense as we move forward. So when you talked about the amount of, of land available, were you talking about currently allocated or will be allocated? Yes, both. And both, there, there's right. kind of, there is a significant opportunity already in terms of allocated land. We're working in the context of where we're sitting at the moment with Snetterton Park at the moment in terms of a really important outline application to make sure we've got a sort of accelerated planning environment for, for new tenants to, to, to come in and occupy. There's a number of landowners here, as, as Paul's mentioned. We've been working on a joint master plan across the whole site so we can start to see collaboratively how things can come forward and the different kind of development opportunities that we can be looking to support. Well, in the second half of this session, we've got Anna Alders from Mills and Reeve, and I know some of the joint master plan angle is something I'm going to very much uh, want to, to talk through with her. But James, James Bishop, Chief Operating Officer of Equipmake, welcome to the Eastern Promise podcast. Um, could you just tell us, for those who have been living on Mars, uh, what Equipmake do and the benefits of this site for your operations? Yeah, so thanks, Mike. Yeah, so Equipmake specialise in designing and manufacturing high-performance traction motors and inverters. Uh, they go in various different um, industries, so automotive, heavy commercial, off-highway, aerospace, and we've currently got a space launch at the end of this year as well with our motors and inverters as well, which we're really proud of. We sort of ended up at Snetton because we're, we're based at Heffel, which is um, mainly an incubator centre. Uh, when I joined Equipmake, we had one warehouse and one office. When we left, I think we had about eight units in total, which is not really what that's designed for. We had units right down one end of the corridor to the other, so I spent my whole time walking up and down the corridor. So I lost quite a bit of weight, actually. But um, <laughs> it, it, it's no way to run a business. So uh, we, we sort of bumped into Paul. I think Ian actually did the initial introduction with Paul. Um, Ian Foley, who's the... Yeah, Ian Foley, our CEO and, and founder. I'd only been with Equipmate for about six months at that time, so Ian started off the process of trying to find some land. Once Paul came in, I got involved. Uh, met Paul in 2017, I think it was, but... When, when we started negotiating. Um, the great thing about this site was Paul, they're really flexible, Paul was, or Stetland Business Park was really flexible. We said this is roughly what sort of space we wanted. Um, and we're quite lucky because the building frame was there and essentially we, they just fit out the inside however we wanted it. So it worked really well. Like Paul said, buy-in from us early on is we designed the office space, meeting rooms um, and different manufacturing areas. So that was really good as well. I think one of the key bonuses for us was um, we had to put barely any capital in because Paul put it onto the rent essentially. So that way we got all the renovation work we wanted at no real extra cost, just cost per foot. So that was really good for us as well at that point. So it's a really, really interesting example, Paul, of, of flexibility and being adaptive to the needs of the business. I mean, how, how integral to your model is that uh, that 
adaptivity. Adaptivity? Is that a word? It is now. Write that down. Uh, that ability to adapt to the needs of the consumer, that bespoke offer. How important is that to uh, your, your offer, Paul? I think that's what's um, led us to attract so many uh, names to the site. We're not, we're not renting out boxes here um, that they've got to try and s sort of squeeze themselves into or fit around the layout. We're giving them the opportunity to create a bespoke premises which is purpose-built so like James said they had complete control over the layout and design of the internals uh, and that their their requirements are very unique and very specific uh, a standard warehouse unit with an office in the corner just wouldn't have sufficed so I think it it's certainly what's created a lot of interest on the site is that we're able to deliver these bespoke units. Andrew obviously uh, Breckland either through your holdings or just being aware of, uh, across the patch will have various, uh, obviously pre-built, pre-configured spaces available for, for startups and, and, and new companies and companies that want to scale up their operations. How useful is it though, to have uh, on the end of a telephone or an email, someone like Paul to say, people are looking to come into the Breckland area. Here is someone who will provide you the space you want. And as we've heard from, from James and from Equipmake, to be really uh, flexible and open to whatever needs you might have. It is incredibly, incredibly important and incredibly powerful. So, as you say, we are we are quite a large commercial stockholder ourselves, and we've got um, a, a lot of a lot of well occupied units. But one of the challenges we have in Breckland is there is an undersupply currently of good commercial space and a real want and a need for for providing more. Um, so having Private sector partners like like Paul and his colleagues is is essential, and our role, as we see it, really is to try and get out of the way as much as we can for the for the key bits and, and help out around the edges where we can. So um, uh, last year, the council designated this uh, a specified growth location. So we've uh, applied a kind of rates relief policy here, so um, people like Paul can be guaranteed that for new tenants. New tenants can expect a minimum rate relief for a, for a period of time, going up to 100% if we can demonstrate that there's a positive employment benefit for that. It's kind of a small example of how we can help to make sort of take the edge off some of the costs. We, we've also tried to play a role in unlocking and tackling some of the infrastructure challenges that, that, that are faced. So as with lots of sites across Norfolk, there are constraints and challenges. Power was a particular challenge here. And with the support of the, the LEP and Norfolk County Council, we, we were able to bring forward funding for a new substation, which was energised earlier this year to release 6 MVA of power going up to 36 MVA. And that's hopefully a kind of real catalyst to seeing a lot more growth at pace now on the site. But in all of that, our role really is to help where we can, take the edge off some problems where we can, work with partners like the county and the LEP, but hopefully let let Paul do the stuff that he's really good at, which is providing a, a, an excellent environment for business to grow. I think that's what I, I particularly like about this conversation, about sort of focusing in on the Brex, that that uh, the relationship between the county and Breckland, as I say, again, from an outsider, although albeit with sort of fairly long experience, but is really positive, is really constructive. And to, to sort of not, not singing on the same hymn sheet, because that, that seems sort of manufactured, but that kind of willingness of all parties to just get behind the, the, the economic development program and say, do you know what, we really believe we can deliver something really, really marvellous. I think it's really, really powerful. I think the um, investment in the, uh, primary, the new primary substation is testament to how county and local government have pulled together to deliver something that this area needed to facilitate growth. And then now as landowners, 
we've set up an SPV to ge to deliver. So uh, SPV. Uh, Special purchase vehicle. Yeah. So or a joint or a JV. That's a joint venture. Yeah. Between <laughs> between us and other and three other landowners to to deliver a new electrical distribution ring. You know, it's a it's a sizable investment from us, but you know, Bretland were able to deliver this primary substation, which was huge investment. Chris Starkey, who's off, off, off to my left, has handed me a note saying special purpose vehicle. So thank you, Chris. Thank you. Um, it's like Dictionary Corner on Countdown. You're my, you're my Susie, aren't you? Um, so, James, what kind of plans have you got for the future that you think this site is really going to help you deliver? So we did an IPO last July 22. You, please, please don't make me uh, force you to explain the TLA. The uh, okay. acronym. So, so it's an initial public offering of our um, stock for Equipmake. So we decided to float the business on the fundraise. So we raised about sixteen million pounds last year. Um, Sixty. Sixteen. Sorry. Sixteen. One yeah. six. One six last year. Part of that plan was we needed a building like two months after we raised the money because we had orders we had to deliver. Mm. So luckily. There's a big site at Scotto where the hangars are. So we've been in discussions, I think, with the council on that for the last probably two years, looking at potentially moving there short term or longer term. We're just looking at to start with as an option. We took that on probably about four months ago, I believe. Um, and we've currently filled that site up where we've got 15 uh, vehicles up there. We're converting them. Some are US fire trucks, which we were talking about earlier. Oh, yes. Coaches, buses as well. So um, that, that's going really well. Longer term... We don't know what it brings. Running two sites is quite hard for a business. Mm -hmm. uh, and in an ideal world, Paul knows this. And we've been talking to local council about having everything under one roof. So longer term, I think one of the attractions to, to our unit here was we've also got, um, I think we've still got a planning extension, haven't we, on ours? Option? We, yeah, we did. We, we actually did a, a design initially, Yeah, how it could be expanded. Yeah, so, so we, we initially, when we did with Paul, said, this is for us today, but... We want to grow the business, so can we have an option onto the right-hand side, out the back? That actually wasn't big enough option for us. <laughs> so, so we had and the lead time we we discussed about activating it, but the lead time was quite long as well. Um, and obviously at Scotto, there's some big hangers up there, which is ideal for us. But longer term, I can't tell you exactly what we're going to do. But there's been discussions about having everything under one roof. It's easier to run a business, but also there's quite a bit of space around here as well. Right. So I think it could play a big part of our future. What attraction is proximity of the, the sort of the road network and the? Well, our CEO lives around here, so so that's attraction for the business because obviously it's his, his business. But also, we, I think we moved everyone from Heffel before we were here, and we're lucky we didn't lose that many people because it's literally like a ten minute drive down yeah, the road. It is. So we don't really want to do that again. So the the, the idea of the attraction would be to stay sort of in this area. As a business, we don't really want to leave Norfolk full stop. We're settled here. We've got, we've got 16 different nationalities working for us in Norfolk. Wow. So we've got a hub here. We're happy here. With the A11, you've got good... I mean, we can get to the Midlands in about two and a half hours, so it's not too bad. Mm. Our clients don't really moan about it anymore coming over here. They don't overly like going to Scotto because that's like another hour on top. I think this is a good area for us, really. So yeah. we're really happy. And like you said, at this site, we pull people in from like... Norwich, just north of Norwich, but also we have employees from like Fetford, Bury St. Edmunds Way. So that, actually the catchment area is quite mm. big for employment as well for us. Yeah. And when we go to the other side up at Scotto, you know, we're, we're pulling in people in from like Great Yarmouth, Deerham and different areas as well. So yeah. 
they both got it's got it's got a lot of positives being here. Absolutely, that's that's marvellous. And Paul, what kind of clues can you give to the? I mean, obviously, you both you and Andrew have alluded to the sort of future capacities capacity on this site, uh, the the potential here. And um, could you just uh, what plans do you have for that future? I mean, is is there more land available? To you or to the other uh, landowners here that 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 isn't ready to sort of be to go into the local plan process as yet. So part of the the reason for doing our outline planning application within well with Breckland at the moment is because not all of our site is allocated. So by doing the outline planning permission, not only does it bring all of this site, hopefully if we're successful, into being commercial development land. But it it brings forward another forty acres today that we can develop with the local plan. The new local plans. When does that come in? At two years' time, three years. Yeah. So yeah, seats are adoption about two years' time. Yeah. So we, that was some way off for us, and we wanted to be able to fast track applications and be able to say to somebody, "You can go anywhere on this site, and these are the reserve matters we've got to we've got to deal with to get a building up on the site." So mm -hmm. it is the idea is to fast track applications and to show commitment to everybody that this is we've got big plans for this site. That's, I mean, it's, it, it's really exciting. And just have the, the, the service area is quite nice as well. It is, <laughs> yeah. You know, um, and then that got me think, got, well, thinking about the, the site the other day because I, I sort of pass it, pass it uh, quite a lot to going to and from uh, my daughter's school. But in terms of engagement with the, Snet the wider Snetterton community, I mean, these things can always get quite uh, tense, I suppose is, is, is a good word. Uh, that, was a word that was a discussion I was having with planners from Bidwell's uh, yesterday about onshore wind. I'm sure Andrew uh, has had his fair uh, fair share of public meetings. He's smiling. He's given a wry smile now to indicate in the affirmative. What's the engagement been like with the with the local community? Because I have this kind of fanciful idea in mind that there might have been a lot of injections, but they actually quite like being able to nip to the garage for a loaf of bread kind of affair. I, 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 th I don't think the services are an, necessarily an issue. I think um, anybody that lives in the local area is used to the noise from the racetrack. So what we're doing here isn't actually adding any, there's certainly no noise pollution coming from the units on site. I think if you're the other side of the A11, there's a risk that, you know, light pollution to the village, which has been addressed um, by some of the occupiers over there already. This side of the road doesn't tend to, you know, this side of the A11, our side, it doesn't seem to face quite so much opposition um, mm -hmm. from the villages because I don't think what we're doing is, is necessarily disturbing them. I think, look, change, nobody likes change. And, <laughs> yes. But but if we're going to grow, you know, increase the number of ha the amount of housing in Attleborough and Thetford, we've got a resource there. Uh, the, the, the Norwich to Cambridge Tech Corridor is a great vision and we need to deliver it. And this seemed like the right site to do it. Absolutely. And perhaps just a follow-up and just perhaps to, to, to wind up this section... Could you could you indulge my curiosity on the sort of the nature of the rail networks that are running around here? Don't there's sniggering going on. I don't I don't sit there with a pen, pen a little notebook and a pencil and lick the pencil before I write in it. But well, what's the nature of that? Because I on a, on a just on a Google search, I saw that I think one of the units around here has got like a, a spur onto the onto the main line. There's a railhead, isn't there? I, I actually don't know. Oh, maybe I should be asking you, Andrew. Yeah. Yeah. So so the Adjacent site, which is all part of the, the sort of Snetterton Commercial Hub, uh, owned by Johnson's Logistics, that has a spur direct off the um, Norwich to, to Cambridge line. There is also, just on the very edge of what, what we kind of identify as the employment area here, um, the Eccles Road station, which mm. is a passenger station on the line. 
just between Attleborough and Thetford. It is something which features in the kind of longer term vision aspiration, the sort of significant opportunity there. It's kind of a somewhat underutilised at the moment, but could certainly be part of the, the long term aspiration for a, for a site like this. And it's well, yeah, I would imagine the ability for people to just from either, from one end of the line or the other to come and just jump off and, and be right in the heart of the park. Uh, that was something I was going to hope to raise with Chris Starkey. I know he loves talking about um, about uh, dealing with uh, dealing with network rail. So that's that's something I'm going to bring up with him in a minute. And he's, he's smiling off to my left, listener, although you can't see it. James, I really would love to come back and and learn more, cover more about Equipmate, uh, what Equipmate does. Andrew, thank you as always. Always welcome here. I've picked I've picked on him while he's taking a swig of water. <laughs> So oh, maybe I'll cover one quickly. So yeah, Mike, uh, we'll have to set a date up. Um, yes, please. Come over to this site, have a have a factory tour, um, and then we'll go over to the other site as well, uh, and we'll get you to drive on the buses. Is it? So uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, really happy now. Paul, thank you very much. It's always a pleasure to be here. Thank you for you really sort of you reached out and sort of really said, oh, well, let's let's take this conversation to the next level, and it's a real pleasure to be here. And, just the potential here is massive and you can really sort of feel it as you're, you're walking around that there's so much uh, so much still here to be done that can be done thank you for inviting us and all power to your elbow sir yeah, thank you for the for being the voice for Snetterton thank you to Andrew Paul and James for that really upbeat and exciting discussion in our hyper competitive world we've become inured to the idea that for every winner, there has to be a loser or losers. Not so. Success in our region is not a zero-sum game. Far from it, never has been. In fact, as games go, it's much more like a jigsaw or a model kit. The pieces don't fit together every which way. But if we're wise, together we can assemble something wonderful, which we can all celebrate My thanks to everyone who took part in the discussion and Paul Downing at Snetterton Business Park for the very warm welcome and the Cadbury's chocolate mini rolls. I'm glad he didn't check my pockets on the way out the door. To hear other episodes of the Eastern Promise podcast and to find out more about what we do, go to our website at easternpromise.org.uk. Eastern Promise is a Priors Croft production in association with Mills and Reeve. Achieving more together. <laughs>